Good morning, guys, and welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bexon. This is episode 93, uh, and we have a good one here today. I'll go into further details in a minute. We're getting pretty close here to the 100th episode. I have secured the 100th episode uh, guest. Uh, I'll keep it as a surprise, uh, just so that, uh, again, everybody is... Uh, at knife's edge on which the 100th episode is going to be, but it definitely will be a good one. Uh, a representative for um, basically foreign investment in Costa Rica. So it's going to be really interesting to get his input and view on investing here, what to invest into and where he's seeing growth and trends. But a uh, big shout out to everybody that's reached out to us and all the support, uh, getting a lot of emails coming through. Really appreciate it. Again, anyone that can do anything in Costa Rica that needs any pointers, any help, let me know. Um, even if it's just a quick chat, as I say, I've got 15 minutes for every one. It used to be 30 minutes, but got so busy that now it's down to 15, unfortunately, guys. But feel free to email us, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. We've also been working on the website there as well, uh, trying to get a lot more information. And also, there are some free guides on there of building, buying vacation rentals, uh, and we'll work on uh, some other ones as well there. Uh, so you can go down there and you can download those for free there, guys, as well. Uh, we're also working on putting some funds together down here as well for investment funds. Uh, so anyone interested in that, you can reach out to us again, info at investingcostarica.com. Um, we've got a, a project going on in, in, in San Jadal de Otta up in the mountains. We've got one in Ojachau uh, and also looking to do one in Aranao at the moment as well, uh, looking at a few bits of land there to develop that project. Um, but anyway, today's podcast, guys, is actually we're going to get Carolina, uh, who manages the Guanacaste office for Vacasa, uh, one of Costa Rica's fastest growing property management companies. So we're getting her input and advice on maximizing revenue, um, especially if you're looking to build or already have something built uh, and kind of what you really should consider uh, to have, you know, amenities, services and also in the design of a home to improve that um, you know, improve the vacation rental revenue there. So it's going to be interesting because she's kind of boots in the ground. We'd spoken to Lyle Head a while back, who was the sales director for Vecasa, uh, just as those guys went public as well. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what Carolina is seeing, particularly in the Guanacaste area where she, uh, you know, she manages their office. Remember, if you have any questions for Carolina or want to get in contact with her, all of her contact details as well as Vecasa's will be in the description down below. Uh, but enough from me, let's get straight into it. Good morning, Carolina. How are you doing? Hi, Richard. I'm great. How are you doing? Very, very good. I appreciate you taking uh, time out of what I know is a very busy day to chat with us here on the podcast. I'm more than happy to. Excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get straight into it. I mean, Carolina, I know you've been in property management for quite a while here in Costa Rica, but I mean, are there any trends that you've recently seen that have surprised you? Well, yeah, I think that we've been through a couple of maybe abnormal years. And I would say that for one, the trend that surprised me the most is how the North Guanacaste market has behaved. Um, we were a very marked seasonal market. We were yep. used to have more high season or low season. And since 2021, that's changed. Um, for example, if we take Tamarindo as a market, and now that May just closed, that May, May is usually like our second worst month of the year. Yeah. We actually closed with a 75% occupancy rate. Wow. Which is incredible, yeah, compared to last year's. So I would say that's the, the main trend, that we're not that seasonal anymore. Um, and I would say that's aligned with the fact that people now can work remotely so they can mix more, you know, work with leisure so they can stay longer stays and come year round. So pretty, pretty good occupancy. Yeah. 
Carolina, just to put May into perspective at 75%, I mean, how would you typically, how, would, how, how was January, February, March, April compared to May? Because usually, as you said there, you know, our seasonal drop-off there is we have a great January, February, March. You know, they're really yeah. solid. April after Easter, we see a drop-off. May gets really quiet. June picks up a little bit. July, again, is like a, another high season. The first two weeks of August are good, and then it, like, really teeters off. September and October is, like, dead, like, sometimes 20 30% sometimes. Yeah. And then it picks up in November a little bit. And then December, of course, we're off into the high season again. But how does May really compare this year to those previous first months? Yeah, so like you've said, like this year, um, we were expecting that dip after January, February, March. And it wasn't that drastic. So for January, February, March, we were in more than 90% occupancy. Like, of course, it depends on the market. But for example, Tamarindo, it was fully booked. Um, and then having this 75% when usually in May we have 40%, 50%, like you were saying, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Wow. I have condos in Tamarindo with like two days free in the whole of May. <laughs> and, and, and how is the rest of the year looking? I mean, what is your prediction for what the rest of the year is going to look like? I think it's going to be very good, a very good year. Like we've already done 80% of what we did in 2021. Um, And we're, yeah, we're in month five, let's say. Um, Of course that we need to consider that 2021 was still like during COVID. uh, We're still, I mean, COVID isn't over, but we kind of like already think it is. (laughs) So, but it is, it's, it's, it's doing pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How has the pace at which Vacasa has signed up new vacation rentals in Costa Rica kind of increased? Uh, is it steady? Is it decreasing? And, and why do you think this is? Yeah, well, it's increasing. And I think it's aligned with that. Um, the fact that the vacation market is growing, not just in Costa Rica, international. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, so having that, I think Vacasa, we saw that and we really strengthened and created a sales team that could target to the right clients, the right homes and the right market. So we're investing a lot in having that good sales team. Uh, this year we brought 45 units um, so far, new units into our portfolio. And we're really careful of thinking that our, we're bringing the right owners and the right homes to yep. make sure that we are a successful uh, business, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've always said that, like, again, you know, because people always ask me, because I know quite a lot of the property management companies up there, like, Rich, which one's the best? And I think I'm like, it depends on the owner and what the owner's goals are, meaning that different, you know, property management companies have different goals. Some people are great at managing the property and not so strong on the vacation rental side, the revenue side, you know, and there are other people who are completely opposite. And then every so often you have the unicorn that's very good at both. That's really, really strong at both. You know, that's like being in a business, being strong at sales and marketing and operations. You know, when you get two, you know, just it's, it's, it's lightning. Things just yeah. start to flow. But um, I mean, let's just talk revenue, you know, because there's a lot of, this is a topic that a lot of people want to talk about here. But I mean, you know, what do the best performing vacation rentals that you guys manage have in common? Yeah. Um, so of course, location making sure it's very central. And I think that's very important. I say that to homeowners when they are looking to buy a property. Costa Rica, as you know, is a very unique market. Sometimes we look at the map and we see something that's five minutes away from Tamarindo and we think it's very central, but it can be way up high in the mountains, very complicated to access. So making sure that you're, you're central. 
And then another thing that's really important is having the multiple master bedrooms. So I think that's changed. There's a lot of condos that are thought for, let's say, mom and dad and two, three kids. And we're not catering to different opportunities like people that travel with friends and family, extended family, you know, yours, mine's and ours, my kids, your kids, our kids. So making sure that you have you can fit different kind of people in, in a different home. Um, and then what's most important is making sure that you have unique spaces to share experiences. Um, so our homes that make the most revenue in a year are those kinds of homes that have an open kitchen. They have a pool. They have, you know, a quiet deck, something that photographs really well. Um, yep. And that people can actually see themselves like creating memories there um, when they they're planning their holidays. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, I mean, just investing in great photos just returns, you know, multiple times. And, you know, it's just sometimes I see photos where I'm like, oh, my God, like somebody just, you know, whipped out their old camera and started taking their old Nokia camera and started taking photos here. But yeah. like bringing a professional in and spending a thousand dollars to get good photos. But a quick question. Do you guys provide that as a service to your to people that uh, rent with you guys? Yes, we have our our in-house photographer. Okay. And that's including in part of our service. And the other thing that we also provide is our, our 3D virtual tours. So all of our homes, you can see, we use this Matterport technology and you can yep. see the 360 degrees of the home. So it's not like I see two really cool pictures, but then it maybe has, it's much smaller than it looks in pictures. It's no, you're getting what you're, you're looking at. You can see the whole tour. And that's also a great value add for our homeowners, right? Because they can then market their home if they ever think about selling their home. And it's a great thing for, for potential buyers. Okay. I mean, again, a lot of people listening to the podcast are looking to, you know, increase their vacation revenue. I mean, uh, their mm-hmm. vacation rental revenue. I mean, what advice would you give them on how that they could do that beyond, of course, joining up with Vacasa, but like with better pictures? I mean, what, what, what would be your advice to them? Yeah, so definitely what you said about better pictures uh, and thinking about a picture in a way that you can see the experience that you're going to have in the home just through the pictures because you can write a really cool description, but as you know, not everybody reads it. So about having that Instagrammable picture where people are going to be now that it's we're all about social media, where people can picture themselves taking that cool picture in a swing or something like that. A nice view that sells really good. And another thing that which is key is working with dynamic pricing. Still, there's a lot of um, homeowners out there. And even if you're self-managing that you have fixed prices or maybe a fixed price for high season and a fixed price for low season work with dynamic pricing, make sure that you have maybe weekends a bit higher than Monday, Tuesday, so you can get longer stays and diversify how you're attracting bookings. So it's not all about Airbnb, but how can you use more channels? How can you maybe partner with tour operators and booking agents and all those channels available? Airbnb was like our single source of a short-term rentals and that's been changing. We've seen other pages as well our own Vacasa website and other pages that are now increasing and getting more rentals. So it's important to be out there in all the channels. And then another thing that I think it's very important is just really thinking about what makes your home unique, what's going to make it stand out, especially if you own a condo where you have neighbors with a similar uh, style and structure, 
what makes you different? What's the, maybe the cool design or artwork or anything that you can add that makes it yours? And you can like showcase that on your listings. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's great advice. I mean, you really, you have to understand that you're competing with other properties, um, you know, and how do you make yours stand out? Going back to your thing, just about the swing. I remember doing that like six years ago at our villa. You know, I was like, I'm putting a swing up here. And my, my business partner was, Rich, why are you putting a swing up here? Like, that just makes no sense. And then after it, once all these Instagram pictures kept coming up of like, you know, brides and everything on these swings and people on the swing, he was like, Rich, I can't believe that was like the best $500 we invested just for our advertising. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. And you and we recognize it's a great marketing. We recognize certain places and homes or or vacation spots just by looking at that picture that people take in that place, you know, like the famous bridge in Arellanas eh, yep. where everybody takes that picture or the swing in Catalinas. It's, it's, it's a trademark. Yeah. We have a, I think the one up here in the central Valley is, uh, Oh God, I can't remember what it is, but it's a hand that goes out. It's like a hand, a wicker uh, hand and people keep taking pictures. Yeah. Of that hand. yeah, yeah. Really. Wow. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how those things, and I mean, again, it's free marketing because people tag your property and tag your location. So, um, you know, it's probably the best 500 or thousand dollars you'll ever spend. Yes, I agree. Uh, uh, I mean, a lot of people are building rentals um, at the moment. You know, they're looking to build or actually in the process of building. I mean, what advice would you come to? What advice would you give them if you guys were kind of part of the journey to begin with, with regards to layout, size, that kind of stuff? Yeah, well, I think uh, some of the basics we just talked about. So thinking about how are you going to how is your home catering to maybe different types of just the aside from the typical family. So yep. something that's very important there is just thinking about the number of rooms. Like we do see a, a difference in the occupancy that we have of our two bedrooms versus three or even four. There's not that many four bedrooms out there, making sure that they're master bedrooms so that they have their own bathroom and they're like sort of the same size, not the classical huge master bedroom. And then the others are really small and everybody then is fighting for who gets what and who pays what then. Because <laughs> now we all, we're, we used to travel like everybody has. We don't travel only with mom and dad. We travel with friends and then we divide the bill. So making sure that it's, it's, it's fair for everybody. Um, and about that, I think what I said, um, I always think about like my holiday and what I like to have in a home when I travel. Um, and for example, last time we traveled a, in a big group before, I think it was 2019, probably some a long time ago to, to the mountains in Colorado. Uh, we were a group of about like 15 people and the home had two washing machines. And I mean, everybody continues to talk about the great idea of having two washing machines when you have to make breakfast for such a good group, such a large group. And then and then you have the dishwasher that's loading. So you then have a yeah. pile of dishes that you can put in. So it was amazing. And everybody like just enjoyed that so much and made it so practical. So small things like that sometimes make a really good difference. And I'm sure that if we ever went back uh, on that skiing trip, we would again <laughs> book that house with the two washing machines. So thinking about those things that are important to you and thinking about the experience that people are really going to have in your home. So when people book homes, they are they want to spend time in the home. So if, if you're here at the beach, definitely have a pool, you know, definitely um, maybe have something, different places where people can spend time together 
and not just the pool, but then maybe a shaded area or a barbecue or all those kinds of small things, I think are, well, not small, but details, I would say, yep. really make the difference. Let's just jump on bedrooms a sec, because you mentioned something there. I mean, a four-bedroom, a three-bedroom home, a four-bedroom home is always going to do better than a three. A five-bedroom home sounds like it's always going to be do better than a four. Am I correct in saying that? I'm not sure. I think that also depends on occupancy, but yep. it definitely, you're definitely correct in saying that we do see a, be- a home, a three-bedroom, a four-bedroom home doing much better than a three-bedroom home. Because okay. there's not that much availability. Of yep. course, there we also need to factor in the location of the home. Of right? course, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, with regards to the size of those four bedrooms, I mean, if someone's thinking about squeezing a fifth bedroom, kind of a smaller office stroke, you know, bedroom in, I mean, what would be your advice on that? I mean, I would do it even if it's smaller. If, like you said, it works as a as an office space. Um, I have I have owners right now that are building a fourth bedroom and making what used to be a TV room open space into a fourth bedroom that could be used as a guest bedroom, but also as an office because they travel with young kids and they also work at the same time. So they say, I need my private space to work during the day. So having an office right now is also a great amenity. Where do you believe the gap in the vacation rental market is at the moment, Carolina, with the viewpoint, with the view, you know, that you have of the market? Yeah. Well, talking about the structure of the homes, what we just mentioned, the having four bedrooms or more, there's not that much a a portfolio out there. Um, Also, I think something simple where I see a gap is in just having what I call cool amenities, (laughs) especially when you want to differentiate yourself from those cookie cutter models. How am I going to be different from my neighbors when my investment, let's say, is in a building with 50 units or something like that? Um, And I have, we have those cases. We manage multiple condos in the same uh, complex. And I see owners that are doing much, much better because they recognize that. And they, for example, they buy a bunch of boogie boards. They buy beach toys. They allow pets, which is something yep. that in the mindset of most owners is they think that pets are going to tear their place apart. Um, we charge a pet fee. So we're going to make sure that your place is not going to think you're going to people are going to and we have rules for that. But we've seen that places that allow pets can rent up to 30 percent more. Wow. So that's something important. Yeah. Something that's an important. amazing that's an amazing stat. Yeah. And because there's not many places that, that allow them and there's a lot of people that True. do want to travel with their pets. So it's something important to consider. And for example, this owner, when he realized he was allowing pets and was doing much better than his neighbors because of that, he took advantage of it and now has like even toys for the pets. He oh, bought wow. a lot of like squeak, squeaky, squeaky toys and everything. And that gives him a great guest review. People are really happy and they're going to continue repeating going to their condo, right? Carolina, is there a particular location that has a lot of demand that doesn't have tons of vacation rentals that you come that comes to your mind? Where you would like, I wish we had more vacation rentals there. I wish we had more um, vacation rentals that are front beach. Beachfront, okay, <laughs> okay. Think, yeah, yep. beachfront. But I think that's not that's kind of complicated because of our infrastructure rules and everything but it's possible yeah it's possible um 
I also wish we had more developments of buildings that have, you know, great common areas like with a playground and a gym and stuff like that. I feel that in the Tamarindo, Potrero, Grande area, we don't have that developments. We have yep. big homes, standalone homes or con or big condos, but we don't have like that place where you could spend more time as a community with the family, especially for people that that work and travel. Yeah. And went longer stays. Okay. I, I mean I think that's great. I mean that's great. I'm actually looking at a piece of beachfront land at the moment in Hunkial, but maybe that's a little too off the beaten track. But <laughs> Yeah, but eventually um, I think we're all moving towards that area. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Marbella, Junquial, Negra, you know, Avianas, all those kind of areas. So yeah, and now that you mentioned that we are uh, doing, we're like tapping into the Avellanas market. We have a new homes there that are coming along. We're doing really well. The important thing is to also see development there of homes alongside with community. So yep. having restaurants, having supermarkets, and Avellanas is like getting on board with that. So I think Avellanas is, is, is going to continue developing as a nice niche market. I agree. I agree. Well, in, in my opinion, I think I'd mentioned it there, but you can feel free to uh, scoot this opinion because nobody wants to say, you know, what their company needs to get better at, but there are two types of property management companies. You know, they're ones that are great at taking care of your property, you know, where it's like, kind of like, well, you know, I'd like it to cover its costs, but really I want it maintained very well. And there are the ones that are really good at selling it and filling it up, you know, um, you know, they, they, everyone's always stronger. You know, it's like left side, right side. You can't be great at both. You can't be a great scientist. It's also great at artists. You know, usually you are stronger at one. I mean, what is Vacasa and what do you think makes Vacasa different than other property management companies? Yeah, I think that you as an individual can't be stronger at both. Like we all have, or we're either good at sales and bringing people on board and, and getting renters up, or we're good at the operations, like you mentioned. So I think what's important is having the right team, making sure yep. that you have people, a mixed group that is going to be good at, and they're going to, we're going to be able to complement each other so that we do everything right. Um, I, I believe Vacasa and other property management companies in the area are, well, we're, nobody's perfect, but we're good at, at having both areas strong. Um, if you have a good team, like a one-man show, it's very hard um, yep. to be able to do both things right so it's more about the teamwork on how you can do this well and like you mentioned I think it's also about what's the priority for the the owner so making sure that we have the right owners that are aligned with our strategy so in the case of a casa our strategy can be a summarized in making sure that our earners our homeowners earn more and worry less yeah so as part of the sales team, I'm, we're focused on making sure that we bring the right homeowners to our team. Uh, we focus on making sure that your home is getting the right return, on, a good return on investment, meaning that it's going to be occupied as much as we can. And we're going to be able to play with dynamic pricing and we're going to be able to be like accountable for anything that it needs to be fixed and damaged and that was damaged in the home either by renters or us. I, and I think we spoke about this as well in our past conversations, like I, I prefer, because there might be homeowners out there that prefer to have a home that is pristine, that's locked up and maybe not so many people entering the home and renting it like four times a year at a very exuberant price. Um, I understand that, but 
being really honest, I don't think that's the client for Vakasa, and I would be straight up with that person. Um, so I think I mean, it's more about that, focusing on the right owners. You guys have a great sales and marketing machine, meaning that, like, I mean, I think when you say the right owners, it's owners that want to have returns. Meaning if you just want to lock your house up and only rent it a couple of times a year, Vacasa is not for you. But if you want to maximize your returns on your property, Vacasa is definitely because it probably has a wider reach than any other company out there because you guys are international and you're also a public company as well. Exactly. Yeah. We're a public company and we're really investing in, in our marketing and booking strategy. So I would say that the part of marketing and booking, we have it locked down. Like, of course, yep. there's always minor improvements that we can do that of we're course. working on. But I would say it's our it's our biggest strength. Yes. Okay. Well, Carolina, my last question for you that I love to ask everyone, as I know that you're busy. Uh, mm -hmm. If you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you invest it in and why? <laughs> I think that's a hard question because i i see it both ways like if i think me personally and my personal you personally dream, yeah 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 i would i would buy a lot and build my own home because as a costa rican and how the market is doing like if i think about a prices going up as crazy like would i ever get the chance to have my own piece of land in guanacaste and have my home yeah so i would buy my home and i wouldn't sell it <laughs> Um, and I would be happy there with my investment as an investor, of course, like right now, the, the smart thing to do. And if you have the time and the contacts for construction, build and sell. Yeah, I mean, right. that's uh, that's what we're doing uh, all over the country at the moment and sometimes for some clients as well. So, uh, I mean, the market is still strong. I mean, on just to give you an idea, one of my next parts that we have uh, podcasts that we have come in, we're interviewing someone which is really like where the state of the market is at the moment and whether they're seeing a slowdown in the real estate market. So that's going to be an interesting one to get that viewpoint on, but it's still strong at the moment. You know, there's still people buying and building as well. Yeah, I agree. And, and I mean, I say that and like, but I'm also from the mindset that everything sells at the right price. Correct. So if you give me those 500,000, I build my home and then somebody comes knocking on my door. I'm, I would probably sell if it's for a great price, right? I agree. I mean, I think that's the best way. I mean, I had uh, someone in our business that had had a home down in Uvita. Someone came along knocked on the door and offered them a crazy amount for it. And they were like, okay, but like, I need you to lease it back to me for six months to, well, six to nine months so I can go and get my other house and build my next house, you know? So, so yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. But, that that you mentioned is the, it's the thing to consider because it's the market is so crazy and supplies hard that let's say I, I sell my home tomorrow and where would I go like it's not yep. that easy right now to find an option of where to live so it's also something you need to consider like what can you do with that money right now yeah I mean I think you know Wacker's via Real area needs like a condo development and I say like a, a, a horizontal not a condo building where homes are like 250 to 350,000 you know they're three four bedroom homes not massive you know I'm talking anywhere from 160 to 220 square meters, just because there is nowhere for people to live affordably. You know, yeah. that's, that's nice. You know, it's comfortable. I, agree. You know? I really agree. I hear there are some projects coming along over there. So 
looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in Waka's Vija Real. Exactly. exactly. Well, Carolina, thanks again for your time. Um, it's uh, early in the morning. Uh, anyone that wants to co contact Carolina or Vacas, all of their contact details will be in the description. Uh, and really appreciate you coming on the podcast, Carolina. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it and would be happy to come anytime. Thanks very much, Carolina. You too. Bye. Well, one of the things I love about doing podcasts, guys, is even I learn. Um, and I think in that, my big takeaway was that, again, if you allow pets in your property, you could increase your revenue up to 30%. So, um, you know, it's again, I'm even learning. Um, and I think the moment that you uh, that you stop learning is that you should, uh, you should basically uh, kind of give up. Um, but it's it, that's one of the reasons I love to do this podcast is I personally learn, but also is I think it gets information out to you guys uh, of really kind of what you can do to maximize your, you know, your, your vacation rental returns or any return in Costa Rica. I know it's difficult for a lot of you that aren't here in the country, you know, kind of don't have your figures in the polls. So I hope these podcasts are helping you get a real clear understanding of what's happening in the market here. Uh, you know, I, I mean, if I think if something's, uh, you know, that's not being spoken about, I will. Uh, on our next podcast here, we've actually got Rebecca Clower coming on where we're going to be talking about what's happening in the real estate market at the moment. Uh, you know, and there is a slowdown in the market here which is to be expected uh you know there's still a lot of value here in costa rica a lot of people buying to build and resell just because a lot, you know a lot of people i think are fed up with the situations in their country whatever that may be and either looking to have a second home somewhere where they can kind of get out of dodge or split their time between the two countries or fully relocate as well we're seeing a lot of people uh especially from north america just looking to relocate uh as they just get you know their countries aren't what they thought it were to be and you know costa rica's a very liberal country very relaxed uh, you know, it's a socialist country, it's kind of left leaning a little bit, but the government really doesn't get involved in, in your day to day life here. So, you know, things are very relaxed here. But anyway, if anyone wants to get in contact with us, they can do info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Carolina asked me at the end of the meeting, at the end of the meeting there, just kind of a little offline what it was that we do. You know, and I said that, you know, we help people invest in Costa Rica, making the right investment based on their investment needs, whether that be a lifestyle investment, something they're going to, you know, be using, where it's important that we understand what it is that they're looking uh, for down in Costa Rica and matching them with a location that may work with that or locations. Or if it's more of an investment of really understanding their investment goals and tying them together with the models that we know that work here in Costa Rica based on all of our experience that we've had here, you know, close to 18 years of experience here in Costa Rica. But again, anyone that wants to reach out to us can info at investingcostarica.com. Uh, until the next podcast, guys, appreciate everyone listening. Uh, and if you liked it, please feel free to give us a, a five-star review uh, and spread the word. Thanks very much, guys. Have a good day. Bye.